0: Hello and welcome to Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland, the stories, the people, and the standards transforming our daily lives. Today on the show, I'm joined by Siobhan Duggan and Amanda Crean from GS1 Ireland. So welcome to the show, guys. Hello,
1: Fanola. Lovely to,
0: to speak with you. Hi, Fanola. Great to be here. So, Siobhan and Amanda, you're part of the healthcare team in GS1 Ireland. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, thank you, Fanula. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are we're a small team, but I suppose uh, GS1 Ireland we 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 all work together. It, it really, it's a great team to work with, and I suppose we have support from from many parts of the organisation. But I suppose focusing on the work we do in healthcare, um, we, I suppose here, are here to support health in Ireland and we work closely with many stakeholders, particularly the the health service executive, the HSE, hospitals that are looking to do barcode scanning, adopt standards, and then of course, many of the suppliers and distributors that are looking to be compliant with regulation, which we can touch on a little bit. And further to that, we also work with solution providers who are designing in uh, the standards into the solutions they're providing, um, and. So- I suppose a lot of our work in terms of engaging with hospitals, HSE, is about very early engagement to um, discuss where the challenges are. And sometimes, in some cases, even prototyping what a solution might look like to inform tender specifications.
0: A complex, um, a complex role, it sounds like. I think most people would associate GS1 Ireland with barcodes, particularly and particularly barcodes, you know, on the products that they're buying in the supermarket and with the supermarket checkout. Can you explain a little bit about how barcodes and and how product identification in general fits in with the healthcare
1: sector? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. And I think, you know, I suppose the maturity in retail, as as we know, we all know barcodes, we all know what happens at the till and, and, you know, um, we'll often reference the fact of what does what do, what would Christmas look like without the barcodes? I think we'd all be standing in long queues and we'd, we'd we'd be very frustrated. So I think people get the the concept, but it's really trying to um, I suppose relate that to what the opportunities are in in health. And um, up to now, I suppose, the, the health is still has, is in a kind of a catch up mode. Um, but we now have regulation in place both for um, medicines, prescription medicines and for medical devices, which means that manufacturers need to be applying a unique de- device identifier or you know a, a barcode with some information around batch traceability. It, uh, what they put into the barcode is dependent on the, the regulation. But industry has chosen really, I suppose, now, in, globally to work with GS1. So as a result, you know, we are we are the Irish office, we have colleagues in other countries who are equally supporting health. And we're seeing a huge uh, increase in demand for GS1 um, standards and health because the starting point, the building foundations in health is around identification, not just of products, but of people, locations assets you know they, we could talk you know there's so many applications and every time we, we talk with health there's, there's always we are discovering new applications Amanda would you like to maybe touch on that as well
2: Yeah like I suppose you've made a really good point around kind of like I really like that comparison to the supermarket as well like you know I think we're all used to now um going doing the scan as you shop or the the self-service checkouts and um it's something that's becoming quite natural but um I think there is the opportunity for health as you said to kind of even move forward at a accelerated speed um particularly after the learnings and how um you know the pandemic has been mm-hmm. that catalyst for change um like there's several examples of how 2d barcodes um in particular and um onto those regulations that you spoke about as well that sure just with a scan as i say uh patient safety is what's the catchphrase against um, simpler more efficient care starts with I a simple, simple scan. scan yeah so um yeah. it really kind of resonates i don't know if you want to add a little bit to that but um just yeah like around the kind of the managing that batch traceability um kind Mm -hmm. of around the you know if you think about like how things work where people are writing down batch numbers or keying in expiry dates um into the patient records that it that scan that simple scan can make things just a lot more simple a lot more effective um, Mm. a lot safer um, that there's no transcription errors um, and then there's a whole realm of benefits as you move down the um, like so like even into stock management um, you know um, recall management Mm. as well which is particularly important Um,
0: so So um, really you can identify it's about identifying all kinds of assets within healthcare, whether that's uh, medications, medical devices, um, even patients, right? So a barcode on maybe a wristband for a patient. Um, Can you tell us a bit about you know, all the different kind of applications where where it can actually really make a difference to have identification and
1: traceability standards. The challenges that we see in health and it's well recognised is is often the, the the legacy systems and it's making that change and transformation to to adapt new new systems. And there's plenty of work going on to look at look at that and, and you know as part of the, the overall health health policy in, in Ireland. I suppose the touch point to GS1 is around that unique identification and we, we are working with the, the HSC to provide identifiers f- for that purpose. And I suppose that's part of a, a larger programme of work. But um, if we go back to maybe some of the initiatives that are, are currently in place in terms of demonstrating best practice, mm. and the Scan for Safety programme is, is an excellent example of that, because that really is, is a practical demonstration, practical use case of where the standards really come come alive um, and because as we said the regulation is now in place which means products have barcodes on them it's much easier for for hospitals to look at you know where where is the where's the spend at the moment it's often in uh, in theatres that's where a lot of products are being used there's a lot of costs um, being spent and um, then hospitals don't always have that oversight as to what's you know what what's the cost in terms of um paying on in in you know in in procedures, the the scan for safety program um, really looks at I suppose the three key areas, which is um the the patient identification, the location identification, and the product identification, and that's it's that's designing in the scan um, within those environments, and then I suppose once that's been demonstrated, rolling it out to other areas of the hospital. But I suppose it's, we talk a lot about designing in the standards, and it's really about. Mm-hmm. The, the identifiers having the, having the foundation of identifiers, but then also designing the the systems, the software that to be able to recognise that you know, when it's it's not just about putting a number into a barcode, it's about structuring the information in a standardised way so that when you scan it, you know. Uh, this is a patient or, you know, this is a product. And that's really what I suppose the the, the magic that GS1 will bring is Mm. is that safety in terms of the designing and standards and knowing what you're scanning. Um, And often, you know, some of those legacy systems Will have maybe older barcodes or, or just numbers, but they've either run out of numbers or it's not structured in a way that the system doesn't know what it's scanning. It's just getting a number, but what does it do with that number? Does it put it into a batch, a, code, a field, or does it put it into a patient field? And we have we've seen examples of 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 the, that those types of errors happening when the scan doesn't know. So it's really it is really really important to uh, you know to design in the standards.
0: So it's about identifying the correct patient the right location and the right products for that patient yeah. and it's yeah. so important particularly for patients i know my my husband also works in healthcare and He talks about, you know, someone going for treatment and there could be two Paddy Murphys in the same waiting room waiting for the same treatment or very similar treatments. Or there could be two Mary Malone's or what have you. So it's just so, so important from a patient safety point of view to be able to identify the right medications for the right patient in the right location.
1: Absolutely. And that's often termed the, the positive patient identification. So being, being able to, to verify and also have that scan to be sure so that you've got that trap to know if, if you've got the correct patient in front of you. And if you don't, then that, that you're prevented from proceeding. And
0: moving on then a little bit, I know anyone that works in healthcare has had a very um, once in a lifetime experience over the last two years with the with the global pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like working in healthcare over the last two years with GS1 Ireland?
1: Yeah, so it's it's certainly been a challenging time for everybody and I think we all. Have huge admiration for all of our health colleagues that have been on the front line and, and also other people who've, who've been supporting us through the pandemic. But particularly, I suppose, the, the, the health effort has been huge. And I suppose we would engage regularly with HSC hospitals and it was a lot of the, the communication just stopped because they were just so busy. Um, And obviously, from a GS1 perspective, we could see the importance of track and trace, the um, importance of of not just being able to identify and and have that scan of information, but it's the, the, I suppose it's the the real time information that that gives you to inform clinical decisions. So as I suppose the the pandemic progressed, um, we could see the opportunity arising around the the COVID vaccine um, Mm. and the importance of being able to, I suppose, from a national perspective, vaccinate the population safely and quickly. Um, and there was a huge effort um, stepped up with the the COVID vaccine, national COVID vaccination program, and as that got going, um, we 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 offered um, support through our through our CEO and board to um, the HSC to the the Director General of the HSC to say, look, we're here, we have some experience, um, and you know we, we can we can offer that to you. So very quickly we got involved, and I suppose the first challenge was the you know as was we as an organisation have become intimately. Uh, acquainted with all the vaccines uh, and exactly what they do, because, you know, the goalposts kept changing. Um, Initially, it was around how do you keep track of the expiry date on the the Pfizer vaccine? Because uh, when it is removed from the ultra, ultra deep freeze, it changes expiry, so in, in a lot of countries, mm. that that change in expiry meant people were handwriting labels, and if you can imagine, this is like this is a very cold product, so trying to stick labels on can present a challenge in itself, yeah. and then the handwriting. So we we worked here locally with the people involved to design what what a what a best practice label would look like with the barcodes. And that was actually adopted by the cold chain distributor. Uh, And then the next challenge was how do you get that information into the administration system so that the vaccinators can select the correct batch? Um, And again, there was a lot of early days, a lot of keying in of information, which led to a lot of data quality challenges. Um, And we then prototyped some software, which ultimately actually became became used and branded um, ScanVax to allow any site that was vaccinating to scan the product so they had the batch, the right batch and expiry date in the system then the vaccinators could select. And then as time went on, you know, they started to set up the big, the big centers, the big vaccination centers, mm. the CVCS, And we were involved there in the, the, the lean design. And uh, again, they needed a barcode for the vials because the pharmacists could see paper records, uh, you know, paper labels are been created to track the vials. And you can imagine things, you know, the, this, this vaccine was really precious. Um, yes. Every, every, every dose counted. Mm. And it was important to be able to account for it. But, but also, um, you know, for, at the end of the day, be able to reconcile the number of clients vaccinated versus the number of doses um, given out. So, so very quickly we got involved in designing a label and actually ultimately that became a, a system really to track and trace in pharmacy. Um, Amanda, you might like to step in as well and talk about some of the experience. But I suppose the, the, what we ended up doing really was designing, I suppose, putting in software, um, very, very quickly. I mean, an unbelievable pace. And I mean, the amount of design changes that happened through the programme as well as, as I suppose the programme matured and requirements evolved through through the work that we did with the pharmacies. I mean, this was an amazing collaboration mm. between ourselves, the HSC, and so many stakeholders involved. You know, there, there, was, there was no one person that did this. This was a huge team effort and yeah, really. A demonstration of standards meeting, you know, a real world needs and in a time of crisis. And it was just a a huge opportunity to be involved in.
2: Well, I was going to jump in there, Siobhan, and just kind of say, you know, about how it was, that collaboration. Um, I said there was so many people involved. It was just such a great Demonstration of teamwork and all done remotely as well. Um, mm. <laughs> that in the new yes, environment, of course, of, yeah. Um, Everyone working from home. It's funny, like, we were working so closely with people that we'd um never met. Um, but um, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, no, you've you've covered like a lot of the the key points of track facts there. But um, I suppose like one of the key points that resonates with me is from Joan Pepper just on the the number of patients that were going through the center a minute and how they had wouldn't have been able to do that if mm. they were handwriting all this information. Um I think you can you um, recall Siobhan, was it eight patients a minute or
1: eight eight lines per minute, eight yeah. And actually minutes, we, yeah. we should make reference as well that if, if anybody wants to read more or see the video, mm. that's all under the case studies part of the yeah. healthcare web on our website.
0: Yeah, brilliant case study video actually mm. with, with, with a lot of the key players involved um yeah. explaining what what it was all about that traceability system and how it worked and the benefits of it as well. Mm. Um it's incredible when you think back to, to what you know the, the the beginning of the pandemic and just such an incredible feat of human achievement that so many people were able to come together scientists epidemiologists doctors nurses and then you don't even think about the logistics of it mm. the, the logistics of being able to not only produce this vaccine but ship it get it uh, to the people that need it be able to track it it's uh It's just such an incredible feat of human cooperation and it's amazing that GS1 Ireland was was able to be a part of that whole process.
2: Yeah, I think um like I don't think um the world really kind of appreciated supply chain maybe before the pandemic. Yes, like yeah. I suppose even like if we think back to before um even the vaccine, like just the general supply chain issues, um the PPE managing PPE. Um yeah. like there is um a really good point um I've seen like around like you know, I think it was maybe New Zealand trying to figure out oh, like, is it two million gloves that we have is it two million pairs of gloves that we have and (laughs) it really feeds back to like and like that's huge like you know when you're managing or like looking at like the high grade masks as well like you know looking at that hierarchy um you know that there's the identifier for every level of packaging um it's just um yeah, yeah, really, kind of resonated with me. Um,
1: those points, um, absolutely. I think, I think you know, the pandemic, you know, I suppose, highlighted uh, many of the gaps, and it was from a GS one perspective, we could see the need. And I mean, we we haven't even touched on the the tracking of the the COVID tests. I suppose the the tests mm-hmm. that go, that went from the the test centers to the laboratories and. Again, you know, fantastic teamwork there. And um, we 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 got involved in terms of designing the label for those those um the for the, the I suppose the the bags of tests that were going or the box of tests that were going to, the mm. were going to the laboratories. Uh, Amanda got very involved in the, yes. the printing of those labels. But again, you know, standardized label, and you know, designing in the standards and then the application developed, sample path developed by Deloitte with the HSE um, meant that they actually, again, they had the tracking and they had the data. And it, it does go back to, you know, number one, identification, the tracking the um, and then the standardized reporting, real time reporting that people then can really you know make decisions on because you can then plan. You have you know your visibility. You have also visibility if if, if there's an issue that you can drill down and, and find out. You know did something happen? And you know, I suppose it's it's that these data piece that really helped us be so agile throughout you know, the, I suppose Ireland's response to COVID. And, you know, TrackFax was, uh, you know, it's a small part in a in much bigger programme, but it's, from a pharmacy mm. perspective, the, the pharmacists really, really valued having, having the software that standardised the processes, it, you know, contributed to improved medication safety and allowed them to get their job done under under a lot of pressure. Uh, and certainly, at, you know, at times volumes they wouldn't have been able to cope with if it hadn't been electronic.
0: It's it's really an incredible story, and mm-hmm. I, just I guess moving back a little bit, I'm wondering how did you get involved with healthcare standards, healthcare identification and traceability? Do you have a but what kind of background do you both have? Maybe Amanda, I'll come to you first.
2: Yeah, so in terms of the healthcare industry, um, I um my primary degree was in biomedical engineering, so I always had that interest in health anyway. Um and I've worked in various kind of areas such as um healthcare manufacturing um and as well as that in academia as well, in um package design for medical device and pharmaceuticals and kind of maybe the most closely related to GS1 then and where I got that interest in identification, um, traceability and anti-counterfeiting was um uh, project on say looking at um anti-counterfeiting labeling mm. um so um yeah so I suppose I joined S one Ireland then three years ago um working with Siobhan who's um a, a great leader and mentor um and I'm I'm certainly learning a lot but um I really do think that um, GS1 standards um, are just so important, um, not only for health, but for the whole supply chain. But Mm. um, yeah, I suppose really kind of bringing it back to that, identify, capture, use and share. um, Mm. I'm just um, really enjoying as I um, kind of move forward with my career in GS1, kind of experiencing all areas of that and seeing the true value that GS1 standards can bring. Um,
0: not only to health, but to
2: all areas of the supply yeah, chain. For and sure, the, and so
0: important at the moment yeah. with all of the issues of in supply chain that we're we're all uh, experiencing. And Siobhan, how did you get involved in healthcare? What was your yeah. interest? But that brought you so, to GS1 Ireland.
1: Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think we we all have our, our this one story. And I, I was first of all, I love working with GS1 Ireland because you know I suppose we're not for profit, so you know our our, our and we have, I suppose, great um, opportunities through our CEO and our board to really develop the healthcare sector for the benefit of all, you know, and particularly, you know, everyone ha- has family who are patients, or we'll all be patients at some mm. point. We're taxpayers, so we have many reasons to, I suppose, to, to you know, to, to really believe in what we do. Uh, we have a new to- to, uh, team members recently joined us as well, Darren Corcoran, and we're delighted to have them on board. So, you know, we're and we're growing the team, which, which is great. And this, I suppose, from a, from a, from the the roles the role we play in health we have huge exposure and visibility and that's that's really it makes it really enjoyable because there's there's never um, a day that's the same there's there's lots of different uh, challenges and opportunities coming our way all the time in terms of how I got involved in GS1 Ireland so I suppose I did I did um, I suppose commerce in German and in UCD so I suppose I went abroad and worked for 10 years in in Hewlett Packard well actually BMW Hewlett Packard and and Haiti so I saw the kind of the big American corporate world and when I came back to Ireland um, I was doing my accounting exams and actually came to GS1 to do the accounts but very quickly I saw the opportunity and I got the opportunity to lead the the healthcare strategy so I suppose the background I grew up in a GP practice my my dad was a GP so from Mm. an early stage I've had an understanding of primary care I have a huge Mm. um, appreciation of of patients and the patient safety and a passion for. for for patient safety so and I think that resonates with with all of us and so so I mean when I came to GS1 I felt like everything I'd done to date had prepared me naturally Mm. there was a steep learning curve you know really had to really um, completely immerse myself in health and really get a proper understanding and it's a fantastic community in Ireland and there's a great um, I suppose Mindset in terms of innovation, e-health. Mm. I mean, there's lots of challenges. We all, there's challenges everywhere, but there's, there's, there's a great community of people who, who want to, you know, improve and want to adopt e-health. And I suppose our, our role is to ensure that technology is adopted in, in tandem with standards. Um, and mm. so, so there's lots of different opportunities. And sometimes for, for us, uh, Amanda and Darren, you'll agree it's a, there's, there's a lot to prioritise and we have to, I suppose, stay focused on, on where, where the biggest challenges are and make sure we support our members as well. And because ultimately we're, we're a member organisation, so we have to think about, you know, who, who are, I mean, I suppose our, our, our key member, our biggest member would be the HSE. So we do spend a lot of time with the HSE and hospitals. But equally supporting suppliers and um, particularly smaller suppliers, you know, they they might even have be, been aware that they need to apply regulation. They come to us and, you know, we have, we have a great team supporting us, you know, and not just uh, myself and Amanda and Darren, but extended through GS1 Ireland where people get involved and support on the technical side. So mm. as as, you know, we, we, I think people come to GS1 and get involved and really enjoy the work because it is so varied and really we see we're adding value, real value to, to patients as well.
0: And there really is a huge healthcare community in Ireland. Like we have so many pharmaceutical companies, medical device companies. There's a huge kind of industry here. Who are the types of, you've you mentioned the HSE. I know that you work with other companies and organisations. Can you tell us a little bit about the type of companies that you work with and how you help them?
1: Yeah, yeah. Amanda, would you um, like to take this? Yeah, so like I suppose
2: like if you even think of the journey of the product, the the, uh, we've been asked recently what if was the journey of the barcode but like if you think it's the manufacturer who identifies their product puts the barcode on it it moves to the supplier or the distributor um then it can move elsewhere into the um healthcare supply chain so whether that's into the health service into pharmacies um retail Mm -hmm. so it's really kind of looking at that whole holistic supply chain um So, from the manufacturers, and as Siobhan mentioned, the suppliers, um, they're all feeding information back to each other more and more. Um, And most, one of the really important um, people in that is our stakeholders in that group as well is that um solution provider um because they're the ones who are providing the systems or tools maybe to capture the information and it's so important that if anybody in the ecosystem is looking at any sort of um system to capture barcodes or do barcode scanning um to use those identifiers on the products um that they're um what caught that they're really designing traceability standards from the start. Mm. Um Shavonna, I don't yeah. know if you have anything to add there or Yeah, I mean obviously
1: Ireland we have a lot of SMEs. So a lot of the companies with smaller companies and sometimes startups and they, mm. they, they want to know everything and you know there we can we offer training and support and Sometimes it's a light touch. Sometimes they they need more help. Um, And then some of the larger companies as well, you know, they might might be part of a a, a big big pharma or medical device organisation, but they might have only just set up an operation in Ireland or might have just um, taken on a product that's a specific class product where, where it needs specific barcoding um UDI unique device identifier requirements. So they, they need to upskill upscale locally in terms of what they need to do. And they might have some guidance from their head office, but they need to get more more advice from, from GS One. So we're stepping in and helping many different types of organizations. Um, and some some need lots of help, some need only uh, just to, just need to get a license. I mean essentially that is what we're doing. We're we're providing licenses for, for the unique identification, particularly of products, but obviously when we get into to, to hospitals and other other users of the standards, then they're looking at and um, location identifiers as well as, as many other applications like patient and assets, etc. Mm. So, so there's, it's quite a variety of, of different of different members, but but typically, you know, suppliers with a specific need for uh, to, to to identify products. So that that's the starting point, and then they might go further with location identifiers, etc.
0: And you know, you're kind of seeing and meeting with lots of people that work in healthcare. Um, you know, day to day, you're attending healthcare conferences, speaking events, and you're, I guess you're totally immersed in healthcare in Ireland. What are the kind of observations that you have on where health is at the moment? Where is it going? What do you, you know, what are the kind of future trends that you're seeing coming down the line?
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, as you say, we're we're certainly out and about and active on social media as well. Uh, you'll always know for at an event or conference, uh, as we'll 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 always tweet from it, and um, and you know I, we're lucky that in Ireland it's it's a small enough community that you know we, we all this, this it's a great network and you know we we'd know a lot of the people involved, in terms of. I suppose the pandemic has definitely and it's well recognised at this stage it's accelerated the adoption mm. of e-health telehealth you know who would have thought you, you could have remote consultation with your GP mm. that it could be so, so widespread and I think definitely COVID prompted a lot of of, the, of those type of remote applications And um, there's definitely I suppose a need now from a regulatory perspective to ensure that whatever is in place is, is compliant you know for, for, from all the different angles so there will probably be a focus on some of that particularly even just from a security and the GDPR perspective, mm. so there's a bit of catch up to be done there. But I definitely think the acceleration of, of e health, um, and also what we're seeing from a from a track and trace perspective is is, is that requirement to have real time data traceability, and ultimately it's using that data to inform, to build, you know, to detect, detect trends, to inform clinical decisions, um, and you know there's there's so many opportunities. I think we're only just at the very very start of this you know there's a lot of talk around in managing the patient and particularly in acute but even trying to get the patients you know into you know more focusing on the community and keeping the patient in the home but to do that, you need a lot, a lot of e health, and definitely this, this an identifiers, you know, traceability element to that as well. So I think that there's a lot going to happen, and I suppose our mission is to ensure that you know we 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 stay, we are there to support and guide as 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 um solutions are adopted and designed um with within Irish health.
2: No, um, I suppose just to add to that a little bit, Siobhan as well is just the how it's key that our systems are interoperable as well. Mm, um, mm. I know it's a key word that we hear a lot, but it is um, it is so important. Um, I think we spoke recently about kind of the, you know, how the interoperable systems now are the ones with the competitive advantage. Cause as mm. you spoke there, like looking from moving from the community and into acute to general settings as well. Um, it's so important that the information can flow And, um, you know, I think you covered it well that, you know, by using the standardized identification um, that really kind of enables that is one of the enablers Mm -hmm. for that interoperability piece. um, You know, that it's really important um, for anyone listening, if they're looking at implementing any system that, you know, they're not. Getting locked into a key propi- a proprietary numbering system and anything that um, it's really kind of going to inhibit the growth of any system um, yeah. in relation
0: mm. to interoperability. So it sounds like a really exciting time, actually, to be part of the whole health care industry because of the fact that so much change has happened in the last two years it's like oh where is it gonna go next and there's so much potential there for for you know all these new technologies and all of these um kind of standards to really
1: come into play um the only final thought i, w- I would say is that um we do i suppose speak with so many different uh, so stakeholders in 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 health. Uh, and the one thing I think that is important is for people who are embarking on a project or looking at designing in traceability or scanning or you know, whatever it is. Certainly talk to us sooner than later, because mm. we can certainly you know, put people on the right track. Um, and I, I I'll always say it's better to, to be informed and make the decision not to do something than to not be informed and, and not even realise that there's an opportunity there because it does go back to, you know, that future proofing investment um, and making sure that systems can talk to each other. And, you know, if you take just an example of even just identifying suppliers in a system, um, you know, often the free text field is, is how a supplier is registered um, and that then is a, a field that, you know, there, there can be mistakes. And if you're trying to normalise or match data, it becomes really challenging. Whereas if you've got a standardised unique identifier, it's much easier to build registries. And, uh, you know, it goes back to that uh, analysis, being able to compare apples with apples and really using data to to inform, you know, future investment, future decisions, and, and even current mm-hmm. as well. So, it's definitely, I, th- I mean, so, we, can, we can add value early in the stage of, of Yeah, so
0: get in touch kind of before you're making those key decisions. And I guess I'd be more mm-hmm. familiar with the retail side of things. And I have heard situations where maybe people are designing packaging for food products mm-hmm. and they're not really sure about the barcode requirements and they, they go ahead with it. And maybe then they have to go back and scrap their packaging if their barcode is not scanning. So I'm sure a similar has been similar um similar situations in healthcare as well. and um, you mentioned there just to, you know, inviting people to get in touch with you if if they do have any questions about standards in healthcare, identifying assets, that type of thing. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in doing that?
1: Hopefully very easy, Evanda. yeah you know so expression? um
2: no um well I suppose just um kind of through social media we do have um a page uh Twitter page as well so um we'd share latest updates there if anyone is interested in just kind of following us just to keep up to date but if anybody would like to directly get in touch with us um there is a general healthcare email address which is healthcare at gs1ie.org um but also myself and Siobhan's um details are available on our website as well but um you know um feel free to get in touch with us at any stage of any questions. Um, right. Enough
0: and questions. I believe your your Twitter is at GS1 Ireland underscore HC. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah,
2: and um, if you just search GS1 Ireland Healthcare on LinkedIn, we'll come up there as
1: well. So
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for chatting with me about healthcare in Ireland.
1: Thanks very much for the opportunity. Okay. Thank Thanks you, so. Finola.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you to our contributors today, to Siobhan Duggan and Amanda Crean of GS1 Ireland Healthcare. Today's episode of Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland was presented and produced by me, Fanula Malone. You can subscribe to Scan Talk on Apple, Google, Acast, Spotify, or on our website, gs1ie.org forward slash podcast. Talk to you next time.